Um, let's talk comics to me time. It's uh, the beginning of December books is what we're about to talk about. Yeah, we're a little behind for many reasons, but, you know, as the new us. year, our new year's resolution to be better about recording on time. Mm-hmm. As long as the weather stays true. I mean, we do have Zoom at least. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, true. So, so hi, yes, I'm I'm James Champenstein. I'm here. I'm Heather Hatfield, and we've got some comic books to talk about. Yes, yeah, so we're just gonna go. You go. Okay. So first, I have this book. Oh, yeah. Um, this is called House of Psychotic Women. It is an autobiographical topography of female neurosis in horror and exploitation films. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's just uh, an examination of characters in horror movies um, and how the author like relates to them, how she discovered them, like how horror kind of shaped who she is like as an adult and stuff it's very very interesting I'm not very far into it because it's like a lot to mm-hmm. read like it's so it's yeah, a no, lot it's dense. like every page yeah um but what I have read so far has been like really really good she um tells talks a lot about like her childhood and the the type of home that she was raised in that kind of I don't know, made it so horror movies kind of felt like the next logical step for her, which mm-hmm. is a weird thing to say, but I also understand completely, you know? Um, this is the expanded edition. The original one came out in 2012, and it's, like, near impossible to find now. Um, this one is no longer available to order through Diamond or anything, but I would say if you do like horror movies and you have the ability to get this book like in any way you should get it because it is very very interesting and very detailed and it like recommends and reviews a lot of like horror movies and stuff that I've never heard of it's very good so this chair is uncomfortable (laughs) okay um and the next I have gospel I'm not going to talk too much about this because champ didn't have a chance to read this one this is issue number two of five um, this just goes into a little bit of detail on the one of the main characters, Ma- Matilda. Yeah, is that her name? I can't remember. But this kind of goes into the um, backgrounds of the two main characters, Matilda and then the Bard. Um, they're like best friends and stuff, and they were kind of raised in the same foster home, for lack of a better word. But mm-hmm. they are raised completely differently. Um, and it is very interesting to see like how they've been, how they are being raised and how they are being treated by the people that are raising them. So. All right. Yeah. I can't wait to read that one. Cause I really like that first issue like a lot. Yeah. This one was like really good because it did take a few turns that like, I was not anticipating, especially with how the first one went like the direction Mm -hmm. that it was going it's it's really good though okay um i have art brute this is issue number issue issue (laughs) uh issue number one uh this is by uh w why am i messing this up w price maxwell price Price. prince right prince prince 
Maxwell Prince, W. Maxwell Prince. There we go. Um, and I, God damn it, I cannot remember the artist's name. Uh, last name's Marazzo, though. And then Mateus Lopez does the art. I do remember his first name. Uh, but this is just, I, I don't know. I don't know if this was done digitally, like around the pandemic or not. I just know that this is like a been reprinted from like its original version but it's basically like a a guy can kind of like hop behind art and look deeper into it so he's kind of just like a art art detective for lack of a better term um but he has some like mental issues so they kind of have to like use him as he's like in an institution i don't know i really enjoyed it uh, it's by the same team that does like Ice Cream Man, so just a quick. I think it's like supposed to be like four or five issues, nothing mm-hmm. too big. Um, and then I have Danger Street. This is issue number one. Uh, this is by Tom King and Jorge Fornes. Um, this is a story about a few different, very very small characters within the DC universe. Um, you have the Danger Street Gang, you uh, a character called Lady Cop, you have Metamorpho, you have uh, Dr. Fate's Helm, and there is one more character that I'm missing that I'm forgetting here. But basically it is a story that like intertwines all of them. So I, I really did enjoy this first issue quite a bit, um, and I'm excited to see what happens. Very good. It's funny because this book like took a very long time to come out. It was yeah, solicited I remember like was... last year. Yeah. Okay. I thought that was just me because I feel like it had been solicited a long time ago, but I also just wasn't really paying attention because Tom King has a lot of books out right now. So yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought it maybe I got it mistaken for another one. No, no. Cause this was one that was like when it was, uh, solicited this is when i had like first started the tiktok Mm -hmm. and i did like a clown face one Uh, okay yeah that was like last january i think yep i do remember that now so yeah this was supposed to come out a long time ago just just hit shelves and i don't know i did really like it so jokes on me still egg on my egg on my face here as always (laughs) <laughs> all right uh oh wait that was both of them right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay um so we both have specs this is issue number two this is just the story of the glasses oh i just threw it <laughs> this is the story of the glasses that um grants wishes but there's always like a little twist to them of course um the two main paw situation yes uh the two main characters they kind of wish that their bully would disappear or like go away is what it is i think Mm -hmm. um and he disappears and so this issue they're being investigated or the disappearance is being investigated and stuff and uh since this takes place in the late 70s or early 80s yeah yeah i can't remember exactly but um the the friend I, I wish i could remember their names kenny and, wait kenny is the main character 
anyway, um, they are not treated the same because what is his name? That's Ted. Ted is the the friend. He is a black kid and he is not being treated the same as the other one during the investigation. So this, uh, I think, I like that that was mentioned mm-hmm. at all, like how that the difference between them was brought up. Uh, but Kenny, who is the main character, I would say more or less, um, yeah. he is in love with his best friend. <laughs> and so it causes some problems yeah just i think the thing with wishes is always just like don't do it right or be very specific like i think that is something that i've learned from Mm -hmm. watching movies is like you can't be vague because they can be taken so many different ways i mean i mean even when you're specific they can be taken it's like yeah you just like that issue don't make wishes the issue of what we do in the shadows when guillermo is uh keeping track of the wishes that nandor wants to make and he's like no 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 you got to word that differently because if you don't like this is what's going to happen and yeah it's good uh but yeah don't make wishes if you're (laughs) going to if you have the ability you probably shouldn't because bad stuff is going to happen you would totally make wishes i absolutely would if i had a pair of glasses that granted wishes i absolutely i would it's just like so interesting to me how fucking chaotic you are I mean it wouldn't be it would be for like oh I wish like I lived next to a Sonic so I could get like mozzarella sticks whenever I wanted those are the kind of wishes that I would make I wouldn't be like malicious in any way yeah but I think the thing is like even your Sonic wish would go haywire if it does it does (laughs) like somehow you would be like your wish would build a house upon a highway and then a car just like crashes through your house and that would be a story to tell Talk about your book. Get out of here. All right. Um, I have two graves. This is issue number two. This is just uh, death and a girl who are kind of on a road trip. There's something more to her. Uh, and this kind of goes in a little bit more into it or like hints more at what is up with her um, mm-hmm. without kind of spoiling anything. She has like a power that is, I guess, piggy banking piggy banking piggy backing off of uh death's power which is you know he obviously like takes people to the underworld and stuff like she mm-hmm. has one that works with his okay. so which um i feel like this would be better read in trade form okay. even even two issues and i just feel like it would make more sense because I do enjoy this story quite a bit, especially with this one where you kind of get more explained. Mm-hmm. So I think that, yeah, if you were going to read this, you should probably wait until trade because that first one did not do a very good job at like being interesting enough to keep you reading. It just made it more confusing than anything. And sometimes if you're confusing and not interesting with the confusion, it makes people not want to read it. Yeah, I just like there's something about that first issue I I just really didn't like. It was just like the characters I felt like weren't very well fleshed out. It just wasn't a strong first issue. Like, yeah. Well, and I think even, also, even though it's death, it was not a fleshed out character. <laughs> right, and I was gonna say the the main character, the girl, she's not a very like she's very one dimensional. Like mm-hmm. I I don't 
I don't care for her character at all. Like even in this one, watching her interact with him, like she was, just, she was very bland. Okay. And so I, I can definitely see that. Like it's it, just read it and trade if you're going to read it at all. Yeah. I'll probably just skip out. It's fine. Yeah. I got, I got, I got plenty. Yeah. You're fine. Oh, well, I guess it's my turn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have Jana and the Impossible Monsters. This is the last issue. Ever? Ever. Okay. Maybe, but as far as I know, ever. Um, this just, Jana and her sister find their father. Uh, there's another, like, kind of big blowout with one last monster. And uh, I'm going to do a spoiler alert in case you were a child and are watching this. For whatever reason, once again, please tell your your parents not to let you watch us. I don't know what's wrong with them. Monsters. (laughs) Um, but they make you think Jonna died. What? Yeah, because she's like in this like fight with this like giantly powerful monster. There's a huge explosion. Um, and then they do a like yeah they can't basically you can't find her again uh and then they do like a flash forward to a year later and it's her sister and her father like living after she is gone and i was like reading this book and i was like holy shit this is so fucked up oh my god like they killed jonna like they killed the titular character (laughs) yeah uh but then at the very end Jonna's sister and her father go to like a statue of her and they like say some words and like put some flowers down and then like the statue starts to crack and that's the like last of it okay okay I was like what does she like peek behind it (laughs) but you are to like believe that she is like probably cracking out of the statue and that's okay she is not dead okay good that's scary. Yeah. I was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> so what crazy. is wrong? I was like, you can't, you're not going to kill her. And then like, I got to the like a year later part and just was like reading. And I was like, oh my God, they did. This is a children's book. <laughs> it's like tearing up as an adult. Like what is, what's wrong with these people? Oh they made goodness. this for their daughters. Jonna, 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 Jonna. Remember That's... how long it took us to figure out how to say her name? Yeah, and it wasn't until one of our customers said it that I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's how you say it. Exactly how it's spelled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it literally is spelled John Nuh. Yeah. Yep. I know. Once you said it, I was like, oh yeah, it just all clicked. Like it made sense. It was like, yep, that's how you say her name. That's really it's funny. Dumb. Okay. Let's talk about another comic book. Okay. Yeah. Nature's Labyrinth. This is issue number two. Uh, this is a book by Zach Thompson. I can't remember who does the, like, the first name on the art. Uh, I'm not Bailey, gonna... Bailey, Underwood. Bailey Underwood. Yes. Um, this is just a battle royale in a labyrinth. Yeah, they are being timed in a labyrinth. Um, in this issue, the they're all given weapons. 
their and, weapon like weapons that they're equipped at yes the um so they basically just have to survive while making it through the labyrinth um and the main characters the two main characters they're kind of partnered up together um oh this cover's really cool yeah i didn't no, really I'm... like look too closely at it this is a really cool cover i like the little mushrooms cute yeah um, I do still really enjoy this story. I think it's like a lot of fun. It's very fast paced and violent. Um, and I like the art a lot in it. What else does Bailey Underwood do? I, I don't know. I think we had this conversation last time. Yeah, I'll have to look it up because I feel like we did come to a conclusion, but I can't remember. So, yep, Nature's Labyrinth. I, yeah, I also really like it. I think it's like a, a book that I did not think that was going to be as like fun as it was. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's been very great. enjoyable. Yeah. Okay, you want to talk about this one? Yeah. This is, uh, they're all terrible. Yes, this is Matt Kent and Ramon Villa, Villa Lobos mm -hmm. and Tamara Bonvillain and letters by Simon Boland. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I know Heather didn't really super like this one. Yeah, I don't know what it was about it. I do really like the art for it, like the art and colors, of course. But like this, the story didn't really like grab me. Basically, there's just like a legendary group of warriors who are making their way to the kingdom. Um, mm -hmm. And within the kingdom, someone is tasked with putting together their own group of warriors to try to like stop them. So he's going around trying to find like warriors of legend that live within the kingdom and stuff i think the the thing with this book is like it feels like it's trying to be crass for like crass sake that could be what it is and like there's a woman in here that is clearly written by a man and it's that i don't know it's there's just something something off about it to me and i don't know what it is i am going to read you know another issue because I think it's only two issues. Yeah. Maybe Oh, three. is it? Okay. Yeah, I'll it's only a few that. issues. Because I did add it to my poll. So if it is only two, that would be wonderful because I just don't feel like it could carry for four issues anyway. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think I would be interested in it because, again, I do like the art. I think the cover is the incredible. cover is sick as fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I do like, like how the violence is drawn in here. I think it, it looks really really cool i like the idea for the story but it's just for some reason on on paper i just didn't yeah wasn't really grabbed by it i feel like we've read a few stories like this this year too which yeah. are like they all come off kind of because they've all been written by men for the mm -hmm. most part so they've all come and come off the same and it's just like yeah, yeah it's it's just trying too hard to be this specific story within this genre and it's just i don't know it shouldn't feel like you're trying hard with this type of story it should just be a natural thing mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. it would be know. sick if they got ramon to like draw an issue of barbaric maybe oh my god that would be so cool i would be super into that okay, all right go ahead. i'm gonna talk about mine uh this is frank <laughs> frazetta's uh <laughs> I forgot that you had two in like what like two different weeks. Yeah. Uh this is Dawn Attack. This is 
the uh, fantasy, like sci-fi Frank Frazetta story. Um, it's just about a, I can't remember her name, of course, because I'm never going to, um, a princess within like a dying kingdom who um, is waiting for her father to return from like a an excursion that he went on like however long ago and has not returned. And she's the only one who feels like he's still going to come back uh, when she gets word that his ship has been like pinged on a different planet um she decides to leave to go find him to bring him back um and that's that's pretty much it i think her name's dawn (laughs) i straight up think that's her name um anyway so yeah she is friends with like the uh mechanic i guess who like finds random ships and like pieces and stuff and this mechanic has put together a ship that is not supposed to exist that travels light speeds and stuff so she decides to take that to leave to go find her dad the art is like really cool but it's also like some of the faces are very dramatic like okay wow she's got some full ass lips bro yeah See, like, do they have lip injections in the sci-fi universe? Apparently, um, but like, again, like the colors are really good, and like the art is good in like some scenes, but like in other, it's like the faces are just too. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of that Alien issue, Mm -hmm. that like first Alien issue. So yeah, I do. I I like the story a lot. I like where it's going and stuff, but sometimes the art can be a little off-putting for me. Get that. Is that, that's a, a, like a mini or? You know, I'm not sure. I feel like it is supposed to be like, it was originally solicited for four, but Death Dealer was also only supposed to be four. Okay. So I guess we'll see. That's all. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. I have, I'm trying to figure out the best way to, do these because they're kind of interconnected so i have daredevil this is issue number six and this issue or the last issue matt as daredevil broke out a high security supervillain prison to try and reform them and electra is on like another mission to try and determine if like the the hand has like infiltrated like high like president like presidents and people of like that matter and like have just basically made like doubles um i don't know i've got a lot of feelings okay are you still enjoying it yeah and no i think it's like there's something about it i like i do enjoy it but i also i think that's the the same problem i've had for like since matt went to prison and decided to be like a prison abolitionist and like Mm -hmm. even in this issue he's like saying stuff where i don't know like they bring in the aspect of like prison abolition into like uh saber tooth but i feel like it works more with that series just because like i said in like the however somebody's watching this a previous video or a video in the future that like they're building a utopia and like all of these those aspects about it like make more sense um 
but in this one it's just like he's breaking out super villains who are like kind of alien creatures that like literally like the the scream like creature who's you know the red lady carnage like thing Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah we can reform reform them yeah i see i understand what you mean like it makes more sense in that particular story because it's a story about them being reformed or locked away for an obscene amount of time for the littlest thing that doesn't make sense whereas like daredevil and they're still still, like not they're still human on a level right right like it's a very inhumane imprisonment whereas like daredevil i don't know i don't read daredevil so i don't know like exactly how I feel like it's just in this in this instance where like they are like things that are like symbiotes. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna reform a symbiote? Okay. Yes. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> yeah. No. You, but you get what I'm saying. Like that's yes, like yes, the, yes, yes. the larger thing for me. Um, but they also bring in questions of like basically like is Matt like one of the characters is like you're not doing this for like us and we're never going to actually be free so there is aspects of it where it's like it's pushing against itself in a way but it's also just like i don't know and there's something about it i don't like here and i don't know what what it is well doesn't daredevil send a bunch of people to prison yeah he always has he always yeah he always probably will and I think, like, that's, like, the the broader problem and the problem I've talked about before is just because it's, like, I think, you know, Chip really leaned into that. And now it's, like, it's going into this, like, well, they're fighting a god and, like, they're becoming the fist. And it's, like, something, like, on a higher level and a higher power, which, I don't know, it's leads me to Punisher. Who doesn't like cops. Uh, this is issue number eight. Um, this is kind of leading into like the fight between the hand and the fist uh, with Frank being like fully at this point. Uh, for lack of a better word, I guess, indoctrinated <laughs> with the God. Like he's fully like the God now. Uh, he literally, like, there's some cool ass art in this book. He punches a man's like brain out of his head. Like just looks sick as hell. Yeah. Uh I I actually flipped through this issue before I read it and I saw that and I was like, I gotta read this issue immediately. I need to know. I don't even care. But yeah, it's just like wild ass shit where he's like punching through people. It's insane. Um but he him and Aries, they're have about to have like a full on fight right now. Are they gonna kiss at all, do you think? I honestly wish. Yeah, I do too. I think about that, would that make, a lot. Yeah, that would make the series like that much better. But this also does continue going into that background of um, Frank's wife and like all of the shit she dealt with when he came back from war, which is honestly some of the best parts of this book. But I don't know. I'm still going. All right. So we'll see what happens when it like all twists together. Okay. 
<laughs> we'll see. Um, this is uh, the Bone Orchard Mythos 10,000 Black Feathers issue number four. We are just, oh my God, I keep dropping my comics. Um, one more issue, right? Go, going more into um, the main character kind of searching for her friend, where her friend went. Her name is Patricia. Um, I do remember that. Um, but because of like all of the work that she's been trying to do, she is also kind of uh, being considered a suspect by the police because she she knows more than she's letting on and she won't like tell them. So she's keeping secrets and stuff. Um, but this has like the art <laughs> in this particular issue is so good. But you get into like introduced to the the voice that she has kind of been hearing that has mm -hmm. been doing her things you get to see like who the voice is um your reel was really good yeah it's so good um and you're also introduced to the whole that is the reoccurring like monstrosity thing that was also in the the heart the passageway mm -hmm. um it, different but also kind of yeah. the same situation um so it's definitely winding down we are getting um more puzzles that are going to hopefully be answered and cleared up in the next issue um but yeah i love this this team uh, they do so well together their horror yeah. are just like so subtle but mwah, brilliant i really like the dynamic between like her getting when she was getting interviewed with the cop and him like it like accusing her of murder and then accusing of her of like decades old murder. Mm -hmm. It's good stuff. Yeah. It's um yeah the way that the story told it is told is very interesting because I know I think it was the second issue where you're um just immediately dropped into the story that they've been writing and it kind mm -hmm. of flashes back between those and then like the last issue it really jumps back and forth in time to like where she was when her friend disappeared and where she is like presently mm -hmm. so it's a lot of like back and forth but it also does a really good job of like keeping things consistent and not so confusing because that can you can get lost very easily with those kind of stories but I don't know Jeff Lemire just does it in such a good way with these kind of stories yeah no it's a good it's a good one I am interested to see like I don't feel like I've seen another Bone Orchard Mythos book solicited yet mm -hmm. um but I am interested to see how they like actually connect these stories together because I feel like there's got to be something right yeah like so far I other than like the whole that is not the same whole like it's I haven't seen anything that could connect them so mm -hmm. it is yeah very exciting to see what's happening all right <clears throat> um I have nobody's girls this is issue number two this is just about this man who unwillingly kind of stumbles into um onto a smut film and realizes that the person that is in it a snuff film is what i meant to say this book is damaged as all heck um i'm sorry the character that's in the snuff film he realizes is like an actual person who is missing so he and this uh girl who knew the girl they are kind of working together to investigate to kind of see if they can figure out what happened to the girl that's on the tape um but they are 
getting real deep into it in this issue. They're getting like a lot of answers that they probably should not be asking questions to. Um, A lot of underground CD shit. So yeah. All right. Um, I do, I do enjoy this story quite a bit. I, the, the mystery of it, I think is what is the most interesting. Um, and the fact that like, it's this kind of pervy man who's like trying to do this one good thing because he doesn't, he wants to know like what happened to her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a very interesting book, I guess. <laughs> and then I have oh. one more. Oh yeah. Great. you um i have sparks of chaos this is issue number two uh there's only three issues in this series um this is basically just dionysus i got it i said it right um his soul is reborn into a human from present time and the human from present time has to adjust to it and go through like a series of trials to be officially initiated as this god and while that is happening um there are other gods within the pantheon that are trying to hunt him down because they don't want him to exist because of his followers another very interesting book there's some weird shit that happens in here um but it's like it's like weird as in i've never seen this sort of thing happen in a story about greek gods but it also surprisingly like fits because it's so chaotic so yeah this is sparks of chaos i mean you get to at least like finish your dionysus story with aftershock going down i don't think i'll oh shit i forgot about that that's a huge bummer too because that brother of all men book was so good yeah no i i really hope that we can see the end of that book like that's uh if you don't know and you're listening i guess uh you know aftershock filed chapter 11 to like try to avoid bankruptcy but i I really don't know the in-depths of it it just sounds like a fucking mess and Mm -hmm. i don't know if we'll ever see the end of books that we started like the vineyard or brother of all men like both of those books were really enjoyable or like other books there that i feel bad for creators who i've seen who are just like i don't know what's gonna happen or if i can take this book anywhere else and it's just like fuck yeah that's a huge bummer so that makes me feel bad because that's wit's favorite other than valiant that's wit's favorite comic line and like valiant is also i haven't seen a valiant book other than like uh bloodshot blood yeah i was like what is it bloodshot and so long yeah so Remember to support your creators if you can. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have Patreons and stuff, so do what you can. Um. Okay, so I guess on that depressing note, I have Grimm. <laughs> this, is, this is issue number six. Uh, I really don't have a lot to say about this. Heather jumped off this book. You've got the rest of that. you got the full story arc, right? Yeah. Yeah, I have the first, the whole first one. I just got what I wanted out of it, and I just didn't, didn't yeah. really care to read the second, you know? I, yeah, and I think the problem is, like, part of me wants to just continue it because the art is so fucking good. Yeah. The art is insanely good. I, I will stand by that until the day I die. The story is 
fairly, I guess, in my personal opinion, like mediocre. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has like some twists or turns, but if you're, if you, I guess, been reading a lot, it's a story that like doesn't really hold a lot of substance. Megatron just popped out of nowhere. <laughs> he just poked his head up like it wasn't even anything. Oh my god. He's doing right. the big he's doing the big neck stretch. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I don't really want to talk shit about this book. I just like it's not my personal favorite. There's something like I really do think it's the art that just like keeps me like reading it, keeps me drawing, drawing back in. Mm-hmm. Um but I will probably have to give up on it soon. I I do want to give it at least like one more issue. But the plot itself is just mediocre and, and she's like right now dealing with the fact that you know she found out found out her dad is like the big bad like devil and her like what aunt had like taken over and has like been pushing back against her and keeping her memories and so she's feeling like very angsty of course i i just i feel like another reason i couldn't do it was because i just did not care for the main character i just didn't yeah i just don't really i don't like her yeah, I also don't like her at all. And it's like, it, you can not like an unlikable character and still be, like, drawn to them. Right. But this is a character that's, like, completely just, like, I... It feels like a very forced character, I guess, is the best way yeah. to put it for me. Anyway, I'm done. <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. All right. Oh, both of us. This is love everlasting. <laughs> I was like waiting. I thought you had another one. Nope, that was two. Or one. Uh, Sorry, next time I have five. two. Yeah. Uh, this explains a little bit more about what's happening. Yeah, it's her in therapy, pretty much. I just love how like chaotic this book is. Yeah, this one especially, it really does go back and forth because it's jumps between the two timelines like the two different times i guess well this one this issue specifically but i mean like the book as a whole is like very chaotic oh yeah like yeah and i think that's like there's something about it where reading this as a monthly is a lot of fun because it doesn't matter if you remember or not because Mm -hmm. she doesn't remember so like who cares yeah this book is so much fun though (laughs) yeah um i like this issue a lot just because yeah she's in therapy the therapist is like i'm trying to help you but obviously like she's kind of not she because she can't really explain anything like she Mm -hmm. has she's very vague in what she's trying to say and jonah's like i I have no idea what's happening i don't know what you're trying to do (laughs) yeah i i don't know there's something about this that is said just is really enjoyable a lot of fun the art i think is part of it but i the story is just wild it's very entertaining Mm mm-hmm the light was like right on me so i was trying to turn it a little bit okay i'm gonna go now (laughs) okay okay 
I have uh, Legion of X. This is issue number eight. Um, I don't have too much to say about this. Um, pretty much, I'm trying to get to where it gives like a little synopsis because they do a really good job, better than I can. Uh, recently, Nightcrawler sprouted a pair of horns. Um, it's a mutagenic catalyst. And so Nightcrawler, Dr. Nemesis and Pixie are trying to, uh, they're tracing what do they call it? A morphologic change to the X Corp headquarters. Um, and they discover some other X-Men that are been like engaged in battle and stuff. But so this is Nightcrawler just sort of dealing with the fact that he actually looks like a straight up zombie. I mean, demon. Um, and he's not doing very well. Uh, there's a scene in here that actually made me laugh really hard there in, in Bavaria in Germany <laughs> and Nightcrawler's like walking and trying to explain to Pixie like yeah I don't I don't feel very good I'm not doing too good mentally like I thought I was doing really good but now I look like a fucking demon and then there's like two kids that are just like oh my god it's Krampus and they just start running away from him. <laughs> it was really funny to me That's and good, it like yeah. really upsets him <laughs> of course yeah, it's uh it's very interesting. It ends on him running into his adopted mother, the the woman who kind of raised him and was in the traveling circus with him when he was little. <laughs> um so yeah, it's Nightcrawler. It's my baby. That's the only reason I'm still like reading it. There there was uh other storylines and stuff that happened in here. Um <clears throat> Xavier uh, was kind of told that if he wants to make amends with David he needs to admit that he was actually like wrong and he wants to do things right by his son but of course it's him and so it's like a whole thing that's all I gotta say about it <laughs> okay uh well then I have Leonide the Vimper uh, this is a Christmas for Crows this is just uh, our character, Leonide. She is kind of fighting this priest man. Um, I don't know. It was just like as fun as the first one. Just like a nice little like one shot. Not a lot of like knowledge needs to be had. You're just like little little girl vampire. It's just in and out. We love that. Yeah. Had a great time. Um. Next, I have A Vicious Circle. This is issue number one. Uh, I did read that one. You did? Yeah, Julian, like, made me read that. I, mm -hmm. I did. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I liked it a lot. I also did not like it that much. As far as, far as like, time travel stuff goes. Mm -hmm. um, I think the thing that, like, is my biggest complaint and what really took me out of it and probably is the reason I'm like, yeah, I don't really like it is the uh, lettering. Interesting. I see. I, I can't remember what the letters look like. I'll, I'll try to show it on this like page, for instance. I don't think it okay. comes out very clear. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Um, I love the art. I think that's like the reason that it like. This sounds rude. Uh, I think that's the reason like a lot of people are drawn into this like book particularly is because it like it looks good as fuck mm -hmm. 
like the art and the colors they look really good i love the like dynamic change between the two like uh like the past and the present and like how they yeah. are like completely different and something you really don't see from uh lee bermageo mm -hmm. um but like the story itself in my personal opinion was just like it wasn't anything like super exciting it was just like okay i get what you're like trying to do um i don't know there was something about it that didn't quite hit like i liked it but i was just like i don't want to get a second issue okay especially at, at ten dollars oh yeah yeah that's a that's a lot i'm just um, gonna read it off the wall yeah no, that makes sense it's just like yeah a man a man's been fighting another man for what appears to be eternity throughout time. That's it. That's the story. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally it. <laughs> dinosaurs are a part of it, if you're interested. <laughs> the very last page, there's dinosaurs. <laughs> and the cover. And the cover. But yeah, just, I really do, like, I don't know. I will probably read the issue off the wall, but I did not think it was necessarily anything to, like, write home about it. It just felt like any, like, mediocre action movie you ever see. Yeah. Honestly, I think it was the art, like, that was the main reason I enjoyed it. Because there's that, those two, like, pages where they're fighting through time and the mm -hmm. art is changing, like, every other page. Oh, yeah, that shit is insane. Yeah, it was so good. I was, like, I was super into that page. I was like, Julian, come look at this. He he'd already read it. But I was like, this is, like, the coolest thing that he's done. Yeah, hands down why I liked it. But yeah, came out of the story just like eh. yeah, that makes sense. It's not for everyone. Not for everyone. Ready? Okay. Yep. This is wind. This, this is wind. This is the throne in the sky issue number five. It's the last issue of this story arc. Um, A lot happens in this one. Yeah, so much happens in this one. I will say, like, out of all of the like, this issue really bummed me out. Yeah, it's it I was the, like very upset by the end. The party is split. Which I think is like the worst thing. Party is split. Uh our girl Oakley has her hand fucking chopped off a la like Star Wars. Yeah, it's so messed up. Like there's Thorne and his dad have a reunion, but it does not go well. That upset me a lot. I mm -hmm. was so mad when that happened. So yeah, the party is split and none of them are doing well. Yeah. Uh I'm really excited to like see like I know there's like an end in sight, probably like two or three more story arcs at most. Mm -hmm. Um holy shit. Yeah. I love Ending this on this issue. Yeah, this book is like so good. It's so fucking good. It's such a great like fantasy story. I think that's like really it. It like has such great like lore building and story building and like world building and character development. Like everything mm -hmm. about it, even though it is like a book that 
is geared towards younger adult like a young adult audience it's it's got like so much going on and so much heart and i don't know yeah i, would... I can't wait until they put out a book of lore <laughs> We're going to make this happen. It's going to happen. I was going to wait a few days before I like tweeted at him too. So it didn't like get lost in in the tweets. I'm just, I decided I'm going to send one like every other week. <laughs> just be like, hey, when's that coming out? Uh, I actually talked to one of our customers who gets this book. And I was like, yeah, Heather's been talking about like, like how they need to do a win lore book. And he looked at me and it was like, I don't think I need anything more in my life. That's exactly now I'm going to need that. Yeah. Like, and that's exactly what everyone. Needs. Yeah. I haven't been able to stop thinking about it since I like mentioned it like I, that. That is what I need is just a book of lore from this universe. I'm just imagining like the art, like some full like page spreads of stuff like how great mm -hmm. that would look and mm -hmm. original character sketches like what they were supposed to look like in the beginning stages and like yes yes uh it needs to happen it, it's gotta happen <laughs> please for us just for us uh james tynan we know you listen <laughs> what else do you have to do you're not <laughs> you writing books that. or anything Look, I'm humble, if anything. Uh, yeah, wind is perfect. I am. I hope the next story arc comes soon because I don't yeah. really want to have to wait. No, I feel like they've they've come pretty quickly. Be like, there hasn't been too long of a wait between mm. each of them. I so, think the the between this one and the last one was kind of the longest. Yeah, and that was what like six months, mm -hmm. or something like that, which still isn't too long considering. True, true. Uh, all right. Do you have anything else? No, that's it. That's well, it? Yeah. Nobody yeah. else? No, nothing else here? Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's wrap this up. Let's be done. Bye. Bye, <laughs> bitch. No. Support your local comic book shop. Take care of your friends. Support your local libraries. Be good to each other. Be good to anyone you see on the street. Be warm. Be good. Thank you for listening, Heather. I don't have anything today. Okay. Well, we'll see you on the flippity flip. <laughs>